Welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. And I'm Karen. We are a mother-daughter duo of mediums, medical intuitives, psychics, and energy healers offering personal sessions to clients all over the world. And this is our podcast. Coffee with the Sarlows is a platform to share the remarkable experiences of our clients and the messages that are channeled for them from the spirit world. These stories will make you laugh, some will make you cry, and some are certain to be an absolute butt-kicking with love. Our intent for this podcast is to gently and kindly challenge your belief systems, grow your empathy, and help you find pieces of your own self in each one of these individuals' stories. Karen, before we get into today's show, let's start things off with show notes. Yes, Kelly and I have personal practices channeling for local and international clients. If the stories in these shows is something you'd like to experience, you can request your own personal session through our website, bysarlo.com, or email us at info at We also have gift certificates available if you wish to gift this experience to someone anywhere in the world. We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. This series is your emotional and intuitive intelligence toolkit. We pick one topic every month and provide you with healthy tools for critical thinking and communication. This series airs the first week of every month. The first show in every series is free and can be found on our website, your favorite podcast platform, or YouTube. The remaining four shows can be found at patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Patreon is our membership portal with a ton of monthly benefits for those of you seeking to grow your emotional and intuitive intelligence. Karen has a personal blog that explores the beauty and importance of intuitive gifts. There is a question and answer segment that addresses listeners' questions. As we mentioned, you can find the complete Sips of Sanity series here along with handy habit trackers and great reflective questions to help you get the most from the shows. We provide you with guided journeys and music to enrich that experience, and we're running an emotionally intelligent, interactive book club. And for the patrons in our top tier, we're giving away a free half-hour channeling session with one of us every month. If you're interested in joining us, head over to patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Now on to today's show. Lady, what are we doing today? <laughs> We're going to do a story about uh, a client who calls in and asks um, to go open. And it's a young man. So do you want to name him first? Sure. I'll go with um, Elijah. Okay, so Elijah asks me for an open session. He's got a half an hour booked, and we can see each other over something. Zoom, whatever. And I don't know, Kel, like he seems kind of nervous at first. I asked him if he wanted control of the session. He says no. I noticed that I'm feeling like I'm having a panic attack. And you know with the synesthesia, this is shit. Like this is a real... I was going to say not fun, but shit works too. Oh man, this is such a hard way to start a session. And especially when they have anxiety, we synesthetically have the anxiety with them. And they say, go open, because it's like you want to dive right in and talk about the fact that you have anxiety. Mm -hmm. But it's a little bit of a conundrum sometimes, because (laughs) you're telling them that you're feeling their anxiety. And sometimes that makes them feel worse, because now they know that you feel what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. So this is how it starts. 
It starts with that whole little, okay, I need to say, Elijah, that I know that you have anxiety right now. And I hear from his spirit guides, oh, this is his norm. And that made my heart break. Mm -hmm. Like so much, Kelly, I just want, I just, I wanted to cry for him because there's no, I I can't fathom that much anxiety on a day-to-day basis and the spirit guides say, we're going to download information, give it to you. It's going to have to do with the anxiety. You're going to do a lot of talking, and he's going to do a lot of listening. And I said, well, is he prepared to do all of the listening? <laughs> Meaning, um, or is he going to jump in and change subjects? Like, what am I prepared for? And the guide said, no, we're going to give you information. You just listen to us. We want you to say everything. We're going to do our best that he can sit and be the listener. So they started by telling me things like that he, um, he verbally abuses his partner, that he's married, that he has a daughter, that he does a ton of gaslighting, and he knows that he does. He knows that he lies. He's lying to his daughter. He's already gaslighting this tiny little girl. He gaslights his parents. He gaslights anybody he has any kind of an interaction with. And that he doesn't understand the word gaslighting, that he doesn't understand the word cognitive dissonance, which is coming up again in this show because this is exactly what he's doing to everybody. And that I am to explain this and that I am actually to talk to him and to bring up the forms of verbal abuse. That's how they want this to start. And they say to me, send him the list over the phone because he's going to consent. And I'm like, okay. So the phone, my cell phone's sitting on my desk and I'm ready to, to do that because it's a file on my phone or pardon me, Kelly, a photo. So I said, Elijah, I said, this is going to be a bomb. I said, you've asked me to go open and the spirit guides want to address behavior. And I said, and needless to say, because you're going to know this, because I'm assuming you will know your own behavior, that it is not healthy behavior. And he goes, oh, I I like the way that you said that. He goes, you didn't tell me that I'm being a child. He says, you didn't call it meanness or negativity. You just said it's unhealthy. He goes, I'm okay. He goes, you can continue. And I feel tons of walls up, by the way, like just around my language, around everything. So the guide said, ask him for consent. Send it. We want to get right into this. Go. He's got half an hour. There's tons of work to do. So I said, the guides had asked me to send him this list of these forms of verbal abuse that I had them printed took a picture of them. Am I allowed to send them? And he goes, what for? So he's censoring, right? Like he's, and I said, well, I said, they want to confront you. You've asked for an open session. Do you truly understand it means that this is your own spirit world, your own guides that are going to know everywhere that you've hidden anything from anybody and you're going to get called out? He goes, yep. He goes, my sister told me this. Thank you, sister. Yeah. And he said, um, and she just asked me to kind of, you know, hang in there that this is going to be rough. It's not going to be like therapy. This isn't going to be about what I get to divulge in my own way. 
but that you're going to know more, you're going to know more about me than I will about myself and that I won't be able to hide anything under a rock. So my sister challenged me and I said, so you're combative. And he goes, well, isn't everybody? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a type of narcissism right there. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay. I said, the guides are asking me to come from the perspective today to be able to educate you. They're not looking just strictly as let's confront everything. They're looking at it as if he's interested in opening the door to education, to understanding that we could create some openings in the way that you communicate with people because you are struggling in all relationships on this planet. And the reason that the forms of abuse are being given to you is that you think this is the only way to communicate because it is all that you have experienced so far. Even though there are some new people in your life that are asking you to be different. And there are some old people in your life that are hoping and praying for this to become different. He goes, oh, yeah? Like who? I said, well, let's go with your sister. <laughs> because that was just the most obvious answer. And he goes, well, like who else? And I said, oh, and the guides go, no, no, no. Like this to me. No, no, you don't get to answer, Karen, because he's trying to take control and he's trying to turn it into let's test the psychic instead of let's get work done. Uh, veteran in deflection. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good and, luck, buddy. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> because he's uneducated about what we do. So think he thinks I am one more person like all of the other people who are uneducated. Mm-hmm. He doesn't realize that I, first of all, that I have gifts where the spirit world is going to call all of this out and tell me. Mm-hmm. Secondly, he doesn't understand that I have spent decades, decades educating myself just as a regular good old-fashioned human being. I don't know that those words go together. <laughs> There's good, my... old-fashioned, regular human being. <laughs> and then somewhere in there was supposed to be I educated myself. Like, I think those are all oxymorons. <laughs> I think that's the exception for, for many people in this world. Oh, oh. okay. That's possible. Um, lady. <laughs> so... I, I said to him, are you comfortable? They would like me to send this to you so that you could understand something and take a look at it. He goes, yeah, sure. Still a wall up. So I send the information to him via text message, and I give him a moment for him to confirm that he's received it. Then he takes a look at it, and you can see that as he sits there reading it, he doesn't want to move a muscle. Mm-hmm. He's frozen in his moment. So, and I know because the guides are going, read his body language, look at him. He does not want to look up. He does not want to relax a single muscle. Every muscle is in fight or flight mode. If he shifts even a tiniest of an inch, he thinks that you're going to come in for the attack. And I'm standing there just, or pardon me, sitting there looking at this young man and my heart is breaking again 
Because that means he's had some parent who has very badly abused him. Mm -hmm. Because no human being or animal has every muscle that tight in their body that they're afraid of a slight movement. Good point. And so I just, I really do have tons of empathy as a human being for that because I know that. I know what it's like to have every single muscle that tight. And I think so many other people can say, me too. And I don't mean that that means that I had to live that every day in a marriage or with parents. I just mean that even if you're standing outside somewhere in public and someone attacks you, you know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. Or even in a friend group where somebody does something mean to you or a work environment. I think every single one of us knows that. So the spirit guide said to me, he is losing his shit because this is going, this is going, you know, through different times of his life, different situations. And then they say, now really sit in the muscles, Karen. And I'm like, oh my word, seriously? So I can feel my muscles tighten and tighten. And then Kelly, I just have such weird feelings in my body. And I said to the guys, what the hell is going on? I feel like there's a war going on in here. And they said, well, keep going. And I end up in the liver. And all of a sudden I'm in the liver and it's like, oh my God, this young man is an alcoholic. Because the liver is absolutely fried for me. And you and I as synesthetes have a way of feeling it. But as intuitives, we also have a way of knowing it from the spirit world, where we see it, where it's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. So they said, you can go ahead and you can bring up the fact that you know, or bring up the fact that you're in the liver, just say you're in his liver working, because he's going to associate that if she says she's working in my liver, then she must know that I drink. Word it that way. And I said, okay, as opposed to saying to him, you're an alcoholic, mm -hmm. because he'll feel attacked. Mm -hmm. And I mean, we already know what kind of emotional state he's in. So just tell him that you're going to do energy healing in the liver. And that energy healing means that it's love and that the intention is to help him move through emotions, anger in particular. And I said, okay. So I told him all of that. And he went, hmm, I'd really like that. Shoulders. First movement in his body. His shoulders moved up and down. And, and I, I was relieved because it meant he was going to stay in the session. Mm -hmm. It meant like, okay, she's not, maybe she's not here to hurt me. So he's so guarded to see the very first instance that I might offend him, hurt him in any kind of way. And now he's looking at the 15 forms of abuse. So I took that as an opportunity and I said, I would like to tell you something. I know all of those 15 forms of abuse. I've read that, uh, the book on that more than once, several times, currently starting it again, actually. I'd like you to know that I know when somebody's doing those things to me. I'd like you to know that when they do those things to me, I know how to confront that in a healthy way without the person getting triggered to go into it more or find more on the page to throw at me. I'd also like you to know that I don't use them on other people because I have self-awareness and self-regulation. And he went, 
and uncrossed his legs, <laughs> goes like this with his arms and stretches, and just kind of puts his arms down and folds them and spreads his legs open and just kind of whole body in more of a shift of, I'm here. I'm here and she's not, she hurt. There's no intention here. She's not going to hurt me. And that was just simply because I told him I educated myself and that I had a level of self-awareness. I wouldn't say that's the whole, the whole piece. You very warmly and very firmly laid out your intention. There are many people in this world who are highly educated, who would still weaponize their knowledge against other people, which is why we often say don't practice the, the healthy tools with narcissists, because you're giving them the language to use against you. Right. So for you to say I'm educated is not the same as saying here is my intention. Right. I love it. Yeah. You did two distinctly different things mm -hmm. uh, and, and both very necessary. Mm-hmm. It just points out to me how very much that intention just becomes part of who you are when you do it consistently. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm glad that you pointed it out to people, but when you started talking like that, I thought, oh, I missed that. But then it's like, oh, well, I missed it because I'm practicing it. Mm -hmm. And it's becoming routine now. Okay. Yeah, and I think, you know, for many people who are calling a psychic for the very first time, they don't know to assume that our intention is this. Mm -hmm. They may think that, oh, they're just here to give me messages and mm -hmm. they care or they don't care. Like, people are largely uneducated about our profession because there's so much inconsistency in our profession. Right. As a whole. Yeah. Uh, for people who are returning clients, you know, and I was going to mention this actually when you started uh, to open the show, is that... When, when people come for the first time and they're nervous, that's a difficult situation. Mm -hmm. When people come back a second time and they have anxiety, they are more likely to actually sit there and go, okay, I'm really sorry. You're going to feel all of my anxiety today, but please go ahead. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. and, and they're actually more willing to divulge it and, and aware of how we have to process it as synesthetes and are respectful to even offer the information, which is not necessary, but, but very kind mm -hmm. and considerate mm -hmm. because they know our intention. Right. This is a beautiful conversation to segue into the next piece. Take it away. Because he says, I, I then said to him, I've been asked to work in your liver. May I have permission? And he went, what? And I said, well, you consented to energy healing at the beginning in the consent process. And the very first thing that I asked for consent for is energy healing. And he goes, do I have to lay down? Do I have to? And I said, no, no. You just stay still, or not stay still. We're just going to continue the conversation. It's normal. And the, the whole time I'm doing energy healing, we're just going to be doing the regular session. We do it at the same time. And he goes, well, that's really cool. He goes, yeah, go ahead. And he goes, okay. So you know then that I'm an alcoholic. You said that on, like, you did that, right? And he goes, or am I supposed to just come forward and tell you that truthfully? And I said, well, I said, what do you prefer? And he goes, I think, he says, what I'm understanding is happening. He goes, and my mind is blowing. He goes, you already know I'm an alcoholic. He goes, because they told you to work in my liver, but you're saying it to me that way so that I feel more comfortable, and you've asked me for permission. He goes, so I'm understanding what you're doing, and I'm good with you. Oh, I'm not, I'm good with it. I'm good with you. 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And he goes, okay. He goes, um, I'm glad my sister told me about you. He goes, I'm starting to understand more of her conversation and the things she has said. He goes, so as you're saying things, doing things, he goes, I'm remembering stuff that she's told me about what you're like and how you treated her. And he goes, so you're pretty consistent. He goes, you're pretty upfront. Again, I will say thank you, sister. <laughs> yes. So I said, may I? And he goes, you may. He goes, what else are you going to work in? <laughs> like this. And I said to him, can I point out? Yeah. Now not testing, now fun curiosity. Yes. And now an openness of what else can you help me with? Yes. Cool. And, and I, I would venture a guess to say that in this session, this is all within about five minutes. Yes. Yes. So not only are you consistent and intentional, you're also fucking efficient. <laughs> I really, one of my favorite things next to poking fun of you is to highlight how incredible you are. Oh, Kelly. I, thank you so much. Yeah. I just, I don't know what to say. So, yeah. so thank you. I appreciate this. You're welcome. So much. So I told him I was working in digestion. And that the spirit guide said that he doesn't eat well. He eats a lot of junk food that because of some of the other issues and his self-esteem issues. And he goes, we're going to get to that. And I went, well, we are. Oh, and I said, but patience. Yeah. And I said, oh, thank you for pointing everything out that he's doing in the session. He has made massive shifts in five minutes Yeah, to have patience. And also I'm willing to table that and trust that when you get there, it's good. Mm -hmm. And trust that when you get there... I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. So he says, or I told him, I'm going into digestion. He goes, who's telling you? I said, your spirit guides. And I said, and mine, because I can't do anybody's session without my own group of guides. Because he goes, wait a minute, what? why would you have guides? He goes, wouldn't you just be talking to mine? And I said, oh my God, I live with my guides. I said, they're my roomies, like, and all the dead people. But I said, um... I have to listen to them all day, every day. They tell me everything to do. And he's like, so do you not listen or to your own thoughts? I said, oh, of course I do. I said, I listen to my own thoughts as well. But those are often less reliable than the guys. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is a true comment. <laughs> there's, there's no denying that one whatsoever. So I said, I have to listen to my guides because they're going to let me know when I'm in my ego and when I might be afraid of your response or that you might go on Facebook and say something about me. And he goes, oh, people do that? And I said, well, they do, but I no longer care. So I said, we have a system to figure all that stuff out now. None of that bothers me. So we're just, but they're still here to tell me what I'm afraid of because I'm still a human being. Or if I'm in my ego, because I think I'm doing such a good job. And he goes, okay. So I said, so I have to listen to them. I have to listen to your guides. And I said, they're telling me to go into your digestive system because you do not eat well. And as a result of not eating well, you have a state of anxiety that flips triggers in your brain to keep you in anxiety. Even if something else gives you a release, it's like the brain doesn't do its own shutdown. So I said, I am going to refer you to Dr. Uma Naidu, the book, Your Brain on Food, 
which we've brought up in this podcast show before, that we love to refer people to the professionals that can do those jobs. So I said, I'm being told that you need to educate yourself about anxiety, mental health issue, diet related, and she's your person. And I said, I'm not going to go into it any more than that because we've only got half an hour and I cannot go through explaining to you what I've learned in her book. Plus, that's not my job. So I said, look up that book so you can figure out the foods you should get out of your diet to help you reduce your anxiety because it's triggering your behaviors and it is triggering some of your beliefs. And he goes, okay. He goes, this is true. I I eat shit. He goes, I eat a lot of fast food. He goes, this is absolutely true about this. And I said, there's pop. I said, and and with the alcohol, I said, and there's drug abuse. And he goes, what? And I said, there's also some drug abuse. And he goes, okay, that's fair. And I went, I don't mean cocaine. I don't mean, he goes, nope. He goes, I know what you mean. And I said, you've been put on medications and you're not seeing the right physician or the right doctors and you're not disclosing to all of them all the medications that you're on. I said, I would suggest that you see somebody and I don't know if I sent him in the right direction, Kelly, so my fingers are freaking crossed right now. I said, why don't you try a pharmacist, like a doctor of pharmacology? who could take a look at your drugs and the interactions of who's giving you what, and then be able to have that pharmacologist call your physician and be able to figure out what could be weaned off, what is actually causing the anxiety to stay in a trigger mode. I said, I think you need a little team there to sort of work together to help you. I'll leave that there for you. You make your own choices. It still boggles my mind that we as a society don't lump alcohol in with drug. Mm. It, like it, it, as a factual statement, it's a drug. So when we say it's drug abuse, it's mm. correct. They're just making us specify which drug with the way other people don't, you know, if, if they're abusing something like marijuana or if they're abusing specific medications, you know, prescribed by the MD. I also wanted to mention too that you know, a lot of people might not look at medications as drug abuse, but Mm. you illustrated a really cool point that if he's not doing a good job disclosing, so no one actually knows what interactions are happening in the body, they think they're just prescribing one good thing for Mm -hmm. one problem. That's a different kind of drug abuse. Not to mention, if you're on medications for any physical problem or a mental problem, and you're using alcohol... Mm -hmm. You're in drug abuse. Yeah. Yeah. So this is why he's told that he needs to put his team together so that they can understand all of this, which is what you've described. This is what came through in here. And I think that all on its own was so valuable for him. Mm -hmm. Then... um, We talked a very little bit, Kelly, probably five to seven minutes after that. We left that one be because I told him there was no more, there was nothing else I could tell him that he needed the professionals. And we had a little discussion as well because he thought, oh, is Dr. Naidu going to help me with all that? And I said, no, 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 that's a book reference. You probably can't even get in to see her. 
she's in the United States, she's at Harvard University. And then it was like, oh, okay. So he really needed to know where to start. This is why his sister sent him. Because he was at the point of knowing that he needed to start in a new direction. He needed the tools and that's what she sent him for. And so this is what the guide said to me. We're giving you tools because that's what his sister said he needed today. And I'm like, oh, so his, his session had so many tools in it, but we had to pull out what the problem was to prove to him that the guides were here and knew it and that they were telling it to me. So there still was proof, but it wasn't just the direct prove it that you're a psychic. Then the guides did a cycle back and said, he's been gaslighting people. Uh, We'd like him to understand that everybody knows that he's a liar. Just tell him. Just tell him everybody knows. He's ready. So I said, Elijah, everybody knows you're a liar. Everybody knows that you gaslight them. Um, Your little girl doesn't understand it, but she knows it. Feels it. Yeah. And he was like, what? And this is exactly where they started. Your little girl knows deep in her heart when daddy's lying. She knows when dad's not okay because she's that connected to you. She watches every move, every, every, every little thing about you is so big in her world. And at that point, he just slunk. Mm. And he put his hands over his eyes so that he, I couldn't see his face. And then I heard, hi, I'm his dad. I'm dead and I need to step in. And like powerful. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay, sure. If the guides are allowing you in, I'm assuming this is all going to be healthy. Go for it. And he went, I ruined him. Mm. I ruined him. I'm the one that did this. And he says, I want him to know I'm here. I want him to hear all of my apologies. He needs his dad right now, but he needs a better dad. He goes, Karen, I don't know how you're going to do this, but be better dad. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. So I I just squared up my shoulders. (laughs) I know I'm not that big, but I'm trying. Not to mention you went diagonal. (laughs) Well, I'm a little bit sore on this side today, but I said, "Um, Elijah... I said, um, I'm going to have to switch really quickly. I know you're feeling something. You can bury your head. I said, feel your feels. Stay in your emotions. You're safe. And I said, but I'm going to shift. I said, your dad is here. I'm going into medium. I said, your dad says to tell you that he was a shit father, that he was, I was going to say SOB, and that he abused you in those 15 forms of verbal abuse. He did every single one of them. And he just kind of takes the paper in his hand. I still can't see his face. And he just kind of, I want to say waves it like he's letting me know, like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I said, your dad is not the same person now that he was when he was your dad on earth. Let's call him live dad. I have dead dad. Dead dad goes through a whole process on the other side of healing and of understanding everything he did to you and understanding how much it has destroyed your life and caused you to drink or influenced you to drink uh, has been a part of the way that you eat because you don't feel that you deserve the good food. So you eat the junky food and you're looking for a quick fix to feel better, which is just something sweet or salty. 
as opposed to something nutritious. And I said, your dad understands that every decision that you've made in this lifetime comes from the fact of one single sentence. And I, and he still isn't looking to me. And I said it and I went, because your dad would yell at you, you are worthless. And I said, your dad is here today to say, I never should have told you that because it isn't the truth. It's a big fat lie. And this has then perpetuated how you've gone around continuing the lying, even though you don't say you are worthless to anybody. Every time you lie, you are repeating what I said to you. You are worthless. And then you turn around and you lie to others to stay in what I told you. So you sabotage your relationships with the lies to fulfill the fact that I told you you were worthless. I lied. I lied. And I kept saying, I lied. I am so sorry over and over and over again. And then finally the spirit guides looked at me and went, time out, mm-hmm. shut up, stop talking. Which when they do, yeah, we stop talking. And I waited and he pulled his, he- his head up, put both of his hands over his, his eyes and cried. And I just sat, the guides just kept looking at me going, do not open your mouth. I didn't, I just waited. And in those moments, my choice is to do full-blown energy healing. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody loves or knows, pardon me, everybody knows my favorite is alchemy. And that I went, I go straight into alchemical healing because it is the one that has change. And I would say that people, I mean, I teach Reiki, I do, I do all kinds of them. There just has been nothing quite like alchemy and shamanism to get the job done mm-hmm. and to get it done fast. So I just sat there and I just kept doing the energy work and I'm looking at the clock going, okay, I'm, I'm near the end of my time and what do I do? And the guide said, you will wait. And I'm like, okay, then I will wait. So I just sat and I waited for him and he pulled his head up and moved his hands away. And he went, this is what I needed. He goes, this is it. He goes, you, you gave it to me. This is what I keep talking about in therapy. He says, I keep saying in therapy, if I could just hear my old man finally apologize. Mm. He goes, this is it. He goes, so he goes, we got her done. And I was like, okay. And I'm still not talking because the guides have not given me the okay to open my mouth. And he starts talking. And I'm like, oh my word. And the guides are like, just listen. Mm -hmm. Just sit and listen till he's done. So I sat and I listened. I listened. And the end of his session came and went. Ten minutes came and went. He just kept talking. And I sat and listened. Now, luckily... I did not have to interrupt him to say, I have another client. Mm -hmm. I was fortunate in that moment because we can't always do that. I had the 15-minute break in between and happily gave him the 10 minutes. I just sat and I listened. At the end of it, he just said, thank you, and we hung up. I never really had to speak after that. 
Nothing. It's lovely. That is how the whole session went. And I, I, I don't know, Kelly, like I, this is a one-off session. This is so far. Yeah. Like this is unique. And why? What's unique about it? How quickly he absorbed and how he stayed present. I don't think that's true. Oh, really? We're 300 and some episodes in. Oh, okay. Good. I'm happy to hear With that. With many stories of people who were like, yes, this is what I needed. Okay. Thank you. Okay. I got what I needed. Good. I, I guess. I'm sure it- your regulars are laughing at you, <laughs> at you right now, just so we're clear. Okay. That's fair. Because I, I really, truly don't remember the sessions. So I really even, yeah, that's. Do you listen to our podcast show? not a trick question. Not lately because I have to listen to the sips of sanity mm-hmm. and prepare the trackers and the reflective questions. So I used to, and I haven't been able to as often lately. That's fair. But I have to say to you, honestly, that even when I do, I still don't remember them. That's fine. And and the point isn't memory. I'm just tra- I'm challenging yeah. your statement because nothing about this session in terms of what you conduct on a regular basis, is unique to your job. Right. I think this is a unique experience for the individuals having it. Okay, yeah. I think your gifts are unique. Okay. But nothing about how you conducted yourself or how um, a client had and took the opportunity to be open. Mm, Lovely. Okay. I retract my comment. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get back in. Well, thank you for sharing. That was a beautiful story. I hope I see him again. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's beautiful because after this many years doing this for the two of us, you and I have both been in this career long enough now that we have seen many clients many times, mm-hmm. dozens and dozens and dozens of times now. So we do get to see the growth. We get to see people ask different questions. We get to see where they've made their own changes. And it, this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And you know what? This is going to be a shameless plug here. We've been in the career long enough that we've actually set up the Patreon platform, as you heard Mm. in show notes at the beginning, for people like this who are letting that egg crack and go, okay, I want the tools. Okay, I want the change that I wish my dad would have taken. Yeah. And they get their hands dirty and do the dirty work. Yeah. And they get the support to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Super fun. Thank you. Thank you. If you have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at No matter where you've tuned in from, thank you for joining us. Please make sure to subscribe and join us next Saturday for a brand new show.